Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer. I am the Dream Business Coach, and I have another fantastic interview for you this week. In fact, this is a returning guest, Terry Ogburn. I interviewed him, I believe, in 2017, still going and growing, so we're having Terry back. He is the renowned owner and lead business coach of Ogburn's Business Solutions. His proprietary coaching system and personal devotion to the development of others has contributed to the success of hundreds of small to large business ventures. Terry began his business career in 1979 when he invested his last $118.42 to start an air conditioning service business. Probably bought some Freon, I guess. We'll find out. <laughs> At that time, he had no car, no truck, but he did have the knowledge and the ability to build relationships. By 1983, he was a top five nominee for Small Businessman of the Year. In 1984, Terry won the award for Outstanding Young Businessman of the Year for the state of Florida in 1985. Successful in his business and recognized as a leader in the business community, he began to mentor other small business owners. Fast forward to 89, he developed his own business success program based on his experience and the teachings of his favorite business books. I'm going to just uh, skip right ahead because I can't wait to talk to him again. Terry, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jim, and thank you so much for having me back on your show. I keep up with you, and man, you're doing great. Congratulations. Well, you. And I think I was actually on the boat, or we had just moved on the last time we talked. That's my recollection, anyway. That's true. That's true. You just, you just, you and I think you have a dog by Blue. Is that right? Yeah, Blue's laying right behind me going, you've been on the phone for four and a half hours now and I really need to go out. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's, he's a, he's a good boy. He's, um, he's almost 13 and he's got arthritis and all the stairs on this boat are really a challenge for him, but hey, it beats being chained up in the backyard. So he, he's doing okay. Good, good, good. So, Terry, um, let's catch up a little bit. What has changed in your business since we last, since we last talked? Uh, lots of things, uh, Jim. Uh, one of the things i just share with you a quick success story here is I have a count in Chicago, and one of his uh, problems was um, no, uh, the business in the winter. You know, they're up there, the snow hits, and so they um, kind of, shut down for the winter type thing. So I, they flew me up there and we went riding around uh, the area there. And I found these little strip centers that had these little signs that said, you know, we'll build a suit. We've all seen them. And to me, those were like for sale by owner signs, you know, so he's going to construction company and inside work during the winter. Um, so we created a outside sales team for him. He uh, took a, uh, project manager that wanted to up his career. And so we did. And we, uh, this quarter, the first quarter we launched this year, uh, he developed $212,000 worth of business and has $800,000 projected for this second quarter of this year. This is all brand new. It was all done from scratch. It was not. Now the guy in Chicago wants each one of his departments to have their own business development plan. 
That is so cool. 800,000 in the second quarter. That's fantastic. I know you also, uh, before we went live, you mentioned um, you, you work with a number of Marine Max. And for people who don't know, Marine Max is a, are boat dealers, parts, boats, and, and service and things like that. Um, probably all over the country, although I see them up and down the East Coast. They're predominantly on the East Coast. They haven't drifted too far um, west, um, maybe Texas, you know, maybe that far west. They are focusing. They have 67 stores now, and, and I'm proud to say that I get to work with three of their general managers um, in, in, their, in, in three, uh, two different regions. Very cool. Um, is that a longtime client, or are you just getting started there? I've, uh, I was started with Marine Max eight years ago with a salesperson who just started with them and he had uh, aspirations of becoming the general manager of the Clearwater store, which is the home office of Marine Max. And he now is, after six years, he became the general manager and he is in the top leading stores in the country. Uh, following some of my systems and of course their systems too, but some of the systems we put in place. And then I have two other um, regional offices, one in uh, Wrightsville Beach, you probably know that. Yes, right. that's where I damaged my props if you followed my story. Okay. The Wrightsville well, Bridge, the right, uh, it's a tongue twister, Wrightsville Beach Bridge, just real quick. It only okay. opens on the hour. And um, we, had, we had been traveling about six or seven hours that day and we come to Wrightsville Wrightsville Beach Bridge, and it was like 5, 10 in the afternoon. It was past daylight saving, so it was pretty dark at that point. And we had to wait 40 minutes, and, you know, I'm just trying to keep the boat with wind and currents waiting for the bridge. And I didn't even realize that I must have drifted about 10 feet out of the channel at low tide, and, and my props had, had beached themselves on the sand. Oh, <laughs> and when, wow. the, when the bridge opened... I engaged the boat and the boat shut down and I, I bent my prop. So yeah, I know Wrightsville beach bridge pretty well. Well, good. I'm sorry to hear that. That's not a good thing to happen. <laughs> um, uh, but it was interesting. That was the first time I, uh, I got to ride a Boston whaler 380 uh, or 3,800, something like that. Anyway, yeah. it was, and I got to drive it and it was uh, an amazing trip. It was, a, it was good. And I also work a few of their salespeople um, and they have this crown called the Captain Circle. And so the guys that they team me up with are people who want to get to the Captain Circle. And I'm successful uh, three out of four times already. And so that, the, the Marine Max right there at Wrightsville Beach, that's one of your dealers? Correct. I know um, that well. I've been in there a few times for parts and whatnot. Good, good for you. Yeah, Joe. You probably met Joe Tyler. Tyler's the manager, and there's some part, you know, parts service people there too. But, um, but anyway, yes, yeah, it's, it's been a great uh, time. About eight years with them, and the construction company that I'd mentioned. I've been with, I've been with them about nine years. So you started in '79. So you and I are probably close to the same age. So we we both go back quite a ways. What, is, what would you say is one of the most common mistakes new entrepreneurs are making today? And, and by the way, I'm just curious if it's any different than it was 30 years ago. Uh, most of the stuff to me is pretty much the same. If people who think they, you know, have a good idea or a good technician concept, they drift into business and, and they will be successful uh, off the gate. You know, sales, any type of sales is, is good. What happens, what I find the mistake, young or old, is when they get to start to grow, they don't have the uh, infrastructure in place to handle the growth. 
um, such as training or, or if they're going to add employees, how what is going to be their hiring process, things like that. It's not usually money that causes them the problem. It's this uh, this technical tactician mode they get into where they think they have to do everything and end up becoming micromanagers and run people away rather than get build a solid team. Right. So, well, I mean, let's face it. And when you're an entrepreneur and you start a business, you are a technician. I mean, very few people are, have the, um, either the wherewithal or capital to start a business with a full team in place. So if you're a landscaper or a boat mechanic or you're a house painter or you're a CPA or whatever, you're starting a business and you do have to wear all those hats. And um, even though it's your main, your main skill and revenue generator is going to be the, the, the strategic skill and talent that you have. So do you work with a lot of new people as well or, or larger companies, Terry? No, I love new people. Um, I just took on a, a brand new client uh, just a few months ago, um, PR firm out of um, San Francisco, and we're, we've got her business turned around. And, and all it takes is just a little bit of discipline. In fact, if, if I could share four things with your, your, you and your audience, this, they follow these four steps um, equals success, I promise. Okay. Good. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. The first one is commitment. And no matter what we do, if we just commit, you know, if you're going to be the best, just commit to be the best that you possibly can be at whatever you're going to be. Just make sure you're, the, you're, you're committed to that. Burn the boats, as, as I say sometimes. Yep. And then disciplines. Number two is disciplines. You must have disciplines in life. Get up on time. I talk to a lot of people, and one of their favorite things that they say is they love to hit the snooze button. Well, uh, what you're really doing is you're starting out your day with a lie. You're lying to yourself right out of the bed, you know. So what, you know, that kind of discipline needs to be fixed. You need to, you know, get up, have a regiment, make, uh, make sure your disciplines are moving you towards your commitment. And then number three is decisions. So just check your decisions. Make sure that the decisions you're making are moving towards, you, towards your commitment to your goals that you have put in place. I give everybody permission to procrastinate on anything that doesn't take them towards their goal. And then the most important one is, is the visualization. We work better uh, as visionaries. So if we see ourselves as the commitment, uh, if we're going to be better at sales and make that commitment, then visualize yourself being the best in sales. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, make sure you, you visualize yourself as being that person. Emulate, find people that um, you can aspire to be. Um, people have already cut the trail. You and I know this. I mean, you've cut a trail. I've cut a trail. People just need to get behind us and follow us. We've already, we've already got the arrows in our backs, as I say sometimes. Yeah. So, so the four, commitment, discipline, uh, visualization was four. What was number three? Decisions. Make sure the decisions you're making are moving you towards your commitment. Which one of those four do you most – and I would say most of your clients, but just clients in general, we'll keep it, you know, to small business owners, which one of those four do you think is the number one they struggle with? Um, I would say visualization, Jim. Um, they get so involved down in the, the technician, down in the trenches, they lose sight of their vision. And we need to rekindle that vision. And I like to rekindle my vision every morning. 
I go through my whole uh, meditation is all about visualizing what it is, is going to come. Not only just today, but what's going to come to me in the future. And, and as far as, and I agree with you, and it's what's interesting to me, and I just ran a mastermind last Friday in Baltimore for some folks. And what I, what I share them, because I, I, I help a lot of coaches and consultants, and I say, listen, there's what your, what your prospective client wants and what they need. And what I think a lot of coaches and consultants do is they try and push the need over the want. So, you know, a, a prospective client may say, yeah, I really need help with sales and marketing. And then somebody, you know, a coach might say, well, you really need help with your mindset and this, that, and the other thing. And that may be true, but you're, it's like, I think you got to meet your customers where they are. And as you're giving them what they want, you also kind of slide in, it's like, you know, Remember Mary Poppins, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine down. <laughs> exactly. So, so uh, do, do you find that as well? I, in fact, I have a great example for you. This was back in my air conditioning days. And, you know, you're listening to the other people. I'm getting started. I'm listening to my competitors and how they're telling me the industry works and so forth and so on. And so uh, the interesting thing was the technicians would tell me that we don't know how long we're going to be on a job. And, you know, if you get there, it could be an hour, it could be three hours, five hours, whatever. Well, that messed up your whole schedule. It's hard to schedule anything if you never know when anybody's going to be finishing up. Plus, back in those days, we didn't have uh, cell phones. You had beepers and, you know, sit, servicemen, they can get around that. So uh, what I did was I took the control out of the technician's hands and I, and I put it into the dispatcher's hands. So what happens when somebody would come out to your house, they would get, find out what was wrong with it, diagnose it, then they would get permission to work on it, so to speak. So in the getting the permission to work on it, we would ask the customer, um, what, uh, what time would, uh, you know, when would they like this done? And the answer, Jim, more often than not was, could you come back when? So the thing is they needed their air conditioner fixed, but what they wanted was for us to do it on their time schedule. Right. So they need to get back to work. They need to get, <laughs> they need to get someplace. Could you come back when my husband's here? Could you come back here when my wife's here? You know, things like that is what we heard. So it gave us a better scheduling. Um, we could route our people better, gave better customer service, that type of thing. So one of the things I know you help people with is a business development process. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, that's another thing that I think the newer generation of businesses coming on board. Back in the old days, Jim, I think you would remember that we had operations manuals. Remember when you go to work, they make you, they'd introduce you. Yeah, to they were printed out. And yep. And they'd have your job descriptions and they'd have, well, we've gotten away from some of that concept. So these guys take on, they become a, an entrepreneur, they launch a business, and they don't realize that, that there's accounting and there's uh, payables and receivables. There's marketing and all these different things that come into line. So they should set up some sort of an operations manual, how they're going to operate their business. When they raise up a 30,000 foot level and look down on their business, it's easier to Use it like Tinker Toys or, you know, Legos. You can build something. Uh, forecasting is another thing that we've gotten away from. When I was in business and probably uh, your knowledge as well is that you have to forecast your cash coming in. That way you can create a budget so you know uh, what you can spend and when you can spend it and so forth and so on. Um, this also, this forecasting helps you know when to hire. 
because uh, if the a mistake that a lot of businesses make um, from my point of view is they they think that they're supposed to get business in when they get business in then they hire the people well it's actually proven that it costs more money to hire people and train them on the job than it would be to bring them in prior to the the uh, them taking control of their job in the air conditioning business we had 25 question test. So if you are applying for an air conditioning as an air conditioning technician, you had to pass a test before you could get to the interview. And you also see that in real estate courses and different things. They want you to pass the test before they turn you loose. Um, creating a career path so that your people, when they come on, they can start in at, at uh, uh, the lowest level, but you have training programs that allow them to grow. We put this system in place in Radio Shack days because their concept was feed the manager. If you kept the manager feeding him with sales, then they celebrated the managers as you know the top salespeople. So we changed that and said, okay, we want associates to grow into sales managers. So we create a career path that took them all the way to district, district manager type. So we had a solid, so when you joined us, you knew where you were headed. So uh, checklists, job, you know, job performances, evaluations, all these things are just bare stuff that I think people aren't using as much this day and age. Got it. Um, what, 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 what would you say to an entrepreneur who's got like very little revenue right now, but really wants to grow faster? Uh, if he's got cash flow, we can, we can stimulate the marketing. Like what I did in, as I was sharing to you um, earlier with the construction company in, in Chicago, um, all we did there was uh, figure out that his gap in his business was during the winter. So we figured out inside business. So we trained, uh, took one of his team, we trained them in how to uh, knock on doors, go out and uh, ask for business and created a whole new market. Well, now we got cash. Now we got biz, bids coming in. Now we're, we, uh, we now have implemented the uh, hiring process, three-step hiring process with a training program. Training manuals have been created so they can take them in right as a laborer, a field superintendent, or a project manager. We have all those managers already developed and ready to train anybody ready, uh, that's ready to go. Wonderful. Um... Do you think it's necessary for uh, companies to have job descriptions or is that kind of old school? I recommend job descriptions identify every task that needs to be, happen in your business. Also put that task into a, a smart goal, a specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. That way you can grade it at the end of the quarter <clears throat> as your evaluation. It's far more impressive to be able to put a, a actual grade to it. Like I use one through five, uh, five being, you know, you completed the task. You get a lot of, um, uh, a lot of information feedback from these, this grading process. Also, you find out that maybe Mary doesn't like doing receivables, but she's very good at payables. Bob may not like balancing the books, but he may be a great administrative assistant. So as you put, their job titles and their job responsibilities together, you can mix and match them so that they, everybody gets to do what they want. And when people are in joy mode, they, your work is a lot faster. Another thing that happens with job descriptions is once you have a task outlined and you know that in the beginning stages, that person is going to take about an hour to complete the tasks, let's say, 
in a few weeks, that person is going to be at 45 minutes getting that task done. We need to make sure that we're updating those job descriptions every quarter so that we're making sure that our people are actually giving us the time we expect for them to be, you know, we're paying them for. One of the things that we found out in, in Wrightsville Beach was uh, we used the, their job descriptions to measure their, to do their quarterly evaluations this past quarter. And what we found out was most of the people didn't know, the, didn't know what their job description was. They hadn't seen it. Uh, or there was only one person that had actually assigned one. And HR hadn't improved the uh, job description sometimes for more than 18 months. Wow. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? I mean, you know, and I do believe that's true because the one thing that comes around at least annually is the performance review, you know, and um, how does somebody know how to improve and how do you measure it? I mean, it seems to me a lot of companies are just flying by the seat of their pants these days. I agree. And one of the things that I uh, work on with clients is, and this is easy stuff, is establish your objective whatever it is that you want, and then attach a why to it. If you have a strong why coupled with the, your objective or your desire, that'll give you the passion. And then if you establish the outcome, in other words, what it's going to look like, now we're, we're deciding what this canvas is going to look like when we're finished. Then we, have, we can hone it as we go. There's a new term out now. It's, not, it's probably been out for a while, but it's intrapreneur. I'm sure you've heard of that, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Well, we need to make sure that our team members are entrepreneurs, uh, um, um, not entrepreneurs. They understand our vision. They understand what we want. Then they can, they can excel to that level by being creative within parameters. Wonderful. Hey, Tara, it's been uh, fun catching up with you again. Can't believe it's been two years already. How can uh, people connect with you and, and learn more about what you do? Um, my website, um, ogburnsbusinesssolutions.com. Um, and I also have a free ebook now. It's one of the new things I have. If you um, if the guests would like to go to my website, hit the contact us button, drop down, put their name and their email in and ask for the free ebook. I'll be glad to send it to them. That's great. Ogburnbusinesssolutions.com. Terry, thanks so much. Great connecting with you again. And thank you, Jim, for having me back on the show. And congratulations on all your success, man. You're doing great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Maybe I'll, I'll, if I see you, I'll toot the horn as I go buy Marine Max next November. <laughs> you bet. Have fun. Hey, folks, that wraps up this special interview with Terry Ogburn of Ogburn Business Solutions. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.